Well, welcome back again. We're excited about the word that we're going to give today concerning living the overcoming life. Living the overcoming life is what it's all about. And I pray that you not only hear this, but you'll share this with some other ones. Subscribe, be a part of it, because people need to hear that as a child of God, there is a life that we can live, and it's called the overcoming life. And I pick it up off of this scripture here in 1 John. For those that have been with me, you know this is our foundational scripture. And it says in 1 John 5 and 4, for whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And I've told you that that word world represents the system and all the things that are here that are worn against you, you overcome it because you're now in the family of God. Now, look what it says, overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh, again, the second time, the world, even our faith. And that's the crucial point of living and overcoming life, is learning how to live and walk by faith. Learning how to live and walk by faith. And scripture says we walk by faith and not by sight or by the external uh, perception by our senses. Uh, and so we have to learn how to be moved by what the word says more than what the circumstance or the situation that you're dealing with. And what the problem is is that people are still moved by their sensory perception, how they see it, hear it, or what it looked like. And so you have to understand that how do we overcome and live this overcoming life by faith, by faith. Then it says in verse, look at verse 5, and verse 5 says, who is he that overcometh the world? Again, this is the third time it's used that overcometh the world. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God, is the Son of God. So I put down a couple of things real quickly that what is an overcoming according to the Bible and how does overcoming as being a born-again Christian, these are some things we want to accomplish. So based upon this, I, I looked it up, and it says, according to the Bible, overcomer means to live in victory with Jesus Christ. To live in victory, it also means to live in victory over the old nature. It also means to live in victory uh, under the new nature. It also means that through Christ we must appropriate and in practicing and living this victorious life that Jesus has purchased for us through redemption. That's why every day, I, I, myself, I say every day, I am the redeemed of the Lord, and I say so. I'm redeemed. I say this every day. I'm redeemed from sickness and disease, poverty, lack, sin, and death. I'm redeemed from the curse through the blood of Jesus Christ. I'm redeemed from oppression, depression, terror, dread. Uh, uh, I'm redeemed from calamity and destruction and fear and worry. I just declare I am the redeemed of the Lord, and I say so. So how do we live this overcoming life? By walking by faith and declaring what Jesus has already purchased for you, and it is called redemption. And uh, so it's a lot more to it. Uh, and so if you've been following, we've been going through all these different areas concerning living this overcoming life. So I want to get where I left off last time. 
and that was on this area uh, dealing with overcoming life, dealing with the area of um, dealing with dealing with tragedies and overcoming different situations, negative things that happen to us as a believer. So I put down here that uh, if we're going to overcome in Christ, we have to have these different perspectives. When I I'm talking about these seven laws or seven principles of the believer to overcome tragedy. And we all had to deal with tragedy, negative situations in our life at different times. But God gives us some principles. And number one is, and I'm going to get to a point, and that is walking in the right perspective, keeping the right consciousness, the right attitude. Number two, dealing with uh, being driven with more passion uh, and to be able or desire to win or to overcome in the midst of that tragedy. Uh, having a pri proper priorities in your life, which deals with your order, having proper priorities. And then the one that I'm focusing on now is on petition. And petition is your prayer life, being able to work on and understand that your whole life should be wrapped around prayer. So I brought out real quickly that prayer is our greatest weapon on the earth. Prayer is our greatest weapon on the earth. I gave you quite a few scriptures on that. And then prayer is the good work and not wasted time. In other words, the enemy wants you to think that whatever time you put into prayer that is not um, being effective or that is not going to give you the results, but prayer is never a waste of time. Prayer is going to bring a manifold blessing to you. Also brought out that prayer is the, the living word in our mouth. Prayer is the living word in our mouth, spoken in faith, spoken in faith. And the enemy doesn't want you to pray and to believe God by faith that you receive your healing, you receive your deliverance, your breakthrough, God's miracle working power on your behalf. But I'm telling you, prayer is life changing. So I want to hit a couple of things real quickly. And that is, I want to go to uh, Matthew 7, 7. I think it's Matthew 7, 7. Um, yeah, Matthew 7, 7. And I want to go to Jeremiah uh, 33. Look what it says in Matthew 7, 7. And it says, uh, ask and it shall be given unto you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be open unto you. And it says in verse 8, for everyone, for everyone that asks receives and he that seeketh findeth to him that knocketh it shall be open. Verse 9, verse 9, and it says, uh, or what man is there of you of whom uh, his son shall ask of bread and will give him a stone. Or he says in verse 10, or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent? If ye then being evil, and that word evil means natural parents, if ye then being a natural parent know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more, and you need to underline that, I'm on verse 11, how much more shall your father which is in heaven, give you good things to him that ask, to him that ask. 
God is a prayer answering God. He's a, he wants to answer your prayers. He wants you to pray. He wants to show himself strong on your behalf. And the problem with prayer a lot of times, look at me in Jeremiah 2, Jeremiah 33. The problem with, with prayer a lot of times is that we want to see the thing happen instantly. And a lot of times it doesn't always happen the way we want it to or instantly. God answers prayers. Uh, and look what it says here in Jeremiah 33 and uh, verse 33 and verse uh, 3. And it says, call upon me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things uh, which thou knowest not. God says, I'm a prayer answering God. I want to, I'm going to call upon me and I will answer thee. There's things that God wants to do for you and with you and through you but the enemy wants to hold you back from being able to uh, believe God that by faith that you're going to receive that answer to prayer. Now, for me personally, uh, I've had a lot of times I prayed for something, I wanted it, but I didn't get it as quick as I wanted to. And I got frustrated in my time when I was praying because I wanted it to happen then. The building we're in right now is one of our buildings and I remember praying for this building, believing for it, but it was two years later that we ended up getting the building uh, and I had to go through that process. And I can see the wisdom of God sometimes. Uh, he answering the prayer, but he doesn't answer sometime on our timelines because uh, we might need to grow up uh, uh, in some areas of our life to be able to handle what we're praying for. And then there's sometimes there's things that uh, we pray for it. We're just not truly ready for it yet. I want to look in the book of Ephesians 6 and 18. Ephesians 6 and 18. So I, I'm, I'm talking about petition, overcoming tragedies uh, as an overcoming because tragedies happen. They set us back. They hurt. But we understand that we are overcomers in this area. Uh, Ephesians 6 and 18 says, praying always with all prayers. Would you, if you don't have, if you got your Bible, would you underline that? Praying always with all prayers and supplications in the spirit. Um, so I, I just hit this a little bit in the spirit because there is a praying in English and there's a praying in the spirit. And so we need to, I, I do both of them. I pray, I pray in uh, English, and then, I, or, and then I pray in the spirit. Or sometimes I just pray in the spirit and then come back and pray in English. Uh, just however I feel led, but I'm, I'm praying always. Look what it says, praying always with prayers and supplications in the spirit, watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication uh, for all the saints and praying for all the, those that are out there. The Amplified, the Amplified Bible says, um, on every occasion, on every occasion in every season, on every occasion in every season. Isn't that something? Every occasion, every in every season, in the spirit, with all manner of prayers and entreaty. Now, with all manners of prayers, because there's petition prayer. Uh, there's intercession prayer, uh, there's uh, 
all kinds of prayers that we can pray. But it says uh, to that and to keep alert and watch with strong purpose and perseverance and interceding on the behalf of all the saints of God, consecrated people. We have a responsibility, and that is to pray. Now, when we pray, we believe in God. God is a prayer, God is a prayer answering God. Now I have to pray with purpose and meaningfulness in my heart for God's miracle work and power. Uh, so that's the Amplified uh, Bible. Uh, now, write this down in your notes, that prayer is our greatest weapon on the earth. And I made mention of that already once before, but I want to say it again. It's our greatest weapon on the earth. So when we see God's miracle work in power, so just look with me real quickly to the book of Acts, the fourth chapter. And I, I think I dealt with this one. I'm not positive. Uh, but Acts, the fourth chapter and verse 31. Acts 4.31. And look what it says here in Acts 4.31. When we talk about prayer as our greatest weapon, they had went through a tragedy. It went through battle. They had been beaten. They had been told not to talk about the Lord anymore. Um, and then, well, let's look at verse, I'm going to go to verse 29. And it says, and now, Lord, behold their threatenings. And it says, and grant unto thy servants with all boldness, with all boldness, and uh, that they may speak thy word. Look at that. Wow. After being beaten, having a great tragedy, uh, rejected all the negative things that happened, they said, Lord, look what they're saying to us, threatenings, all this stuff. But grant unto thy servant that we can be even more bolder, more powerful, uh, and speak thy word. Verse 30 says, by stretching forth thy hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done by thy, thy holy name, uh, thy child, holy child Jesus. And then verse 31 says, and when they had prayed, and when they had prayed, verse 31, and when they had prayed, come on, and when they had prayed, I'm talking to you right now because there's some of you, you, you haven't prayed like you, I know sometimes we feel like we can get in there and hit it and get out. But sometimes you need to be spent a little more time in that area of intercession. Uh, and I'm talking about prayer, but I, there's a prayer of intercession and where you're building up the wall or you're standing in the gap. And it says here, look what it says in verse, and when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they uh, were assembled together. And the enemy works very hard to try to stop us from us from being able to pray because there is a shakening going on. Can I disagree with you to, today that whatever it is that is the tragedy, the, the negative situation that has been holding you back, can I believe God for a shakening of the power of that negative situation being broken over your life? Can I believe God for his supernatural intervention on your behalf as you believe with me, as you pray in and believing by faith that you're going to receive God's miracle working power? Look what it says. The place was shaken uh, where they were. Look what it says. Um, 
where they were assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they spake the word of God with boldness. And, and let me just throw this out real quickly. Maybe also if you have never been filled with the Holy Spirit, that you need to open your heart to being able to receive God's gift to you, uh, the gift of uh, not only salvation, but the gift of the Holy Spirit. Once you become born again, God has another gift for you, the Holy Spirit. Look what it says, that they were all then filled with the Holy Ghost or with the Holy Spirit and began to then speak the word of God with even more boldness. Something that was about the Holy Spirit that empowers us to live a bolder and more victorious life. Look with me while you're in Acts, the 16th chapter. Go with me to the 16th chapter real quickly. Acts 16. And look with me in Acts 16 and verse 25. Acts 16 and verse 25. And it says, And at midnight, this is Paul and Silas had been beaten. Another tragedy had been beaten, thrown into prison. Now, they're in prison. They could have been doing like some people who have tragedies and negative situations. They could be talking about what they have going through and how bad it is and crying about their situation. Or you can do something about it by getting into faith. And look what it says here in verse 25. And at midnight, Paul and Silas, what? Prayed. They prayed. And they sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. Look, look what happened here is that they got into faith. They were hurting. They had been beaten. They thrown into prison. But the enemy was not going to get the victory out of it. What did they do? They prayed. What did God say? When you pray, he hears. He hears your prayers. He, you call upon him, and he will answer your prayers. God says that if you pray and ask anything, it'll be done unto you. So the enemy doesn't want you to pray more or less than to pray in faith, believe in God for his supernatural miracle working power on your behalf. So at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed, and then they sang, uh, sang praises unto God in the midst of their tragedy, in the midst of their painful situation in the prison. And then verse 26 says, and suddenly, ah, there it is, huh? and suddenly. Can I just believe God for a suddenly breakthrough on your behalf in the midst of your tragedy, in the midst of your situation, and suddenly there was a great earthquake. God, something happened to change the environment. There was a great earthquake. So that the foundation of the prison was shaken and immediately all, and you need to circle that word all, all of the doors were open, and, and underline this here, every man's bands was loosed. In other words, whatever how shackles they had, handcuffs, whatever they had on them, it fell off of them. The power of God mm, 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 filled that prison because there was a man or two men that was willing to pray and to, in the midst of their tragedy, in the midst of their painful situation, was to pray and sing praises to God in the midst of it. They wasn't on their cell phone calling everybody and texting everybody about how bad things are going in their life and complaining about uh, this situation and that thing. 
They prayed in faith, believing that God would show up, and it says, and suddenly, and suddenly there was a great earthquake, and that the prison, uh, and the foundation of the prisons, uh, <laughs> uh, let me go, they, they moved it on me, and it says, uh, and suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundation of the prisons were shaken, and immediately, so there's two things here, uh, and, uh, and suddenly, that, uh, that word is a powerful word, suddenly, and I want you to see that, that word, and then the next word is immediately. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake, and then, uh, and the prison doors were open, and it says, and immediately, all the doors were open. See, there was two big words there, suddenly and immediately. So I'm agreeing with you <laughs> for a sudden breakthrough, an immediate one. But again, you got to be in faith also. And then I'm praying that, uh, that if it's not the right time uh, because of some things that you need to grow up in, but God is going to answer it. And just because it doesn't mean because it says suddenly or immediately, it's one other time when Daniel prayed, it took 21 days for it to happen. But he says immediately when he prayed, God said the angels were dismissed to, or, or released to come down there and help him in the midst of his situation. But it took 21 days because there was opposition. And that's why we got to stay in faith that when the, we're praying and we're going through something and we don't see it happen immediately, we still stay in faith because we know that God is a prayer answering God and that he's working it out for you. So sometimes there is spiritual opposition, spiritual warfare that is fighting against your prayers from happening as quick as you want to. But I'm declaring suddenly and I'm declaring immediately. I'm declaring suddenly <laughs> and immediately for some breakthroughs to happen. And, but then you got to stay with me in faith Believing God forward in the midst of whatever the tragedy, the negative thing that you're dealing with in Jesus' name. And, 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 and uh, heaven is working on your behalf right now. Okay? So uh, I want to look at another scripture, and that is in Revelations 8 and 1. And that is dealing with the area that prayer is a good work and not wasted time. Prayer is a good work and not wasted time. And then I want to just uh, jump down to deal with some other points in this area. And what it says, and when he had opened up the seven seals, there was silence in heaven about the space of a half an hour. A half an hour. Heaven stood still when they prayed. There was something that was happening, and heaven stood still. And I believe that when you pray, God says that he's always there in the midst of your trouble, your situation, whatever that thing is, he's working on your behalf. So I want to give you uh, five things real quickly, and then we'll wrap this up. And that is, we don't pray to be seen, we pray to intervene. We don't pray to be seen, we pray to intervene. In other words, I don't need anybody to see me pray. I just, I'm praying because I'm trying to, I'm praying 
to, to, for God to intervene either in my situation or in somebody else's situation. Here's real quickly, number one, uh, uh, and that is praying with authority. Is the master secret of life, praying with authority. What the enemy doesn't want you to do is to pray with authority. Now, we have authority uh, in the name of Jesus. Look with me in your Bible, in your Bible to the book of Luke, uh, Luke the 10th chapter, Luke 10, real quickly. Luke the 10th chapter. And look what it says here in Luke 10. We talk about praying with authority. Luke 10 and verse 19. And he says, Behold, I give unto you power. I give unto you power. That word power is authority. I give unto you power or authority to tread upon serpents and then and over scorpions. And then he says, and over all. And you need to circle that word, underline over and circle the word all, over all of the power or the authority of the enemy. And look what it says here. And nothing by any means shall then hurt you. Now give that to me out of the, um, either the Passion or the Living Translation or Amplify, because we want to work on it. Number, <clears throat> the number one is praying with authority. Is the master secret of life. When we pray, I'm not begging, I'm not crying, I'm not whining, I'm taking the authority that has been given to me. Look at the Living Bible, it says, look, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy. This is the Living Bible. I've given you power over all the authority of the enemy, and you can walk among the snakes and the scorpions and crush them, and nothing will injure you. So he's given you authority over all the negative. Those words that the snakes and the scorpions represents the, all that satanic war, workings of the enemy against you. The passion says, uh, now you understand that I have imparted to you all of my authority to trample over his kingdom. Wow. Now you understand. What he was talking to was the disciples, and he was trying to tell them about how that they had the power to be able to deal with the men, and they came back rejoicing and said they saw Satan falling out of heaven like lightning. And Jesus says here, now you understand that I have imparted to you all authority to trample over, over his kingdom, and you will trample over every demon before you and overcome every power of Satan possesses. Absolutely nothing will be able to harm you. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, uh, as you walk in his authority, it says, as you walk in this authority. So, Father, we pray for everyone that is watching this and we stand in agreement for God's miracle working power that in the midst of your challenging, negative situation or tragedy, that God is intervening on your behalf. And the number one area, this area is petition to pray, 
Come on, pray and believe God by faith for his miracle working power on your behalf. And we stand in agreement with you. And where there's agreement, there is power. Hear this word and embrace it. And pray and believe by faith. And you stand in faith until you see the manifestation of it in Jesus' name. Looking forward to seeing you next time. If you never accepted Christ in your life, open the door to your heart and invite him into your life. Say this with me right now. Say, Lord Jesus, I open the door to my heart and invite you into my life to be my Lord and Savior. And if you said that, he's in your life right now. We have a free book we'd like to give you. All you're going to do is just text New Life to 55444. New Life 55444. And we're happy to get this book to you. And we'd love to be able to put you on our prayer time line and continually praying for your growth and direction. If you haven't had a chance to give, you know, giving is a very important part of our life. Why? Because God so loved that he gave, and we so love that we give. Giving, God says, is love, and God is love, and the love of God is in us. Giving is love. And when you give, you're giving out of love and thanksgiving for what he's done for you. And I tell people, when you give into this ministry, you're giving into multiple people. Multiple lives are being touched through the area of your generosity. So, Father, I stand in agreement with them as they give today. And thank you that heaven is already shouting over those that accepted you. And then I stand in agreement for your miracle return on their behalf over and above and beyond they could think or imagine in Jesus' name. Amen. Or you can do text to give 916-970-7900 is our text to give number. 916-970-7900. And we stand in agreement for God's manifold return to you over and above. Amen. Well, remember this, that the word works when you work the word. See you next time. Share this. Come on, subscribe. Get connected with us. Be a blessing. Help somebody else to hear what you're hearing. We love you. See you next time.